everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is April 18th, 2022. Before we get started, we can start with Jeff apologizing to Dan Williams. Right? Do you know what you're going to apologize for? No. What do I have to apologize to him for? His nephew announced his retirement today. Uh, Sam, yeah. and Sam I, the man. And I blame you. What because, did I do? Because about six weeks ago, when Dan was nice enough to share Sam's success... Oh, yeah. You told us to remove you from this conversation. I mean, goddamn, I'm, I'm trying to fly. You jinxed the whole kid. You jinxed his whole, his whole fucking career, and now he's retired. I got him a deal in Nantucket. Did you ever hear there was a man from Nantucket? I did. I heard about that. And I got him a deal. I signed it. I didn't even take my usual 12%. I was pretty happy. I went and had a Tony Gwynn beer at the Hamul Casino. <laughs> And then Sam did what Dan often does. Yeah. And that, get out early. <laughs> must must run in the blood there. Oh I my saw goodness. that today. It kind of bummed me out. Oh, I got to be honest. Too. I love Sam Williams. And uh, really weird, man. We were, we were excited. I mean, it was weird that he left the organization. I don't know what happened there. And then uh, we Dan were. Dan happened there. You think so? Yeah. Dan, Dan likes too many things that I talk about. Probably hurt his chances. Ah. Uh, Probably. You're like, uh, bad seed. Uncle Dan. Uncle Dan, calm down on social media. Well, Sam's a winner. It is a winner. I am disappointed. I understand in baseball, weird things happen. You have no idea. But here's a kid that's dealing, moving up the the ladder like fast as you can be. A year ago. Yeah. Guy all of a sudden is in AAA out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. and then he's gone. Fuck's going on here? What the fuck? (laughs) Because (laughs) they have so many guys that they draft Mm. in. Build and then start sure. right away for the franchise. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't get that whole thing, Dave. Like, you, I mean, so many minor league teams have been cut back. Yeah. And so, yeah, disappointed. Yeah, sorry, Dan. Sorry, but Sam. Congratulations to Sam. Listen, Sam, I'll just tell you this. When I'm trying to fly and I'm dealing with TSA because I'm going internationally and your uncle is aware of that and can't show me the common courtesy of letting me try to get through customs. You know, what do you do if you're me? You tell him, Hey, get out of here. Scram. Common courtesy. Yeah. Look, common courtesy amongst brothers. Dan's a brother to us, but, uh, you know, I'm not even sure Dan's apologized to me yet. <laughs> Dave, I've got uh, breaking news. Okay. This comes from our friend uh, Rebecca Bryant in Georgia. She wanted to share, wanted me to share this with you tonight. Okay. She wants you to know that Stephen King has a son named Joe. I'm not joking, but he is. Shut up. You like that? Is his name Joe, Joe King? Yeah, Joe King. Jesus Christ. How do you like that? I had a teacher in high school, not high school, in like fourth grade. It was my math teacher. His name was Mr. Baum. Yeah. What do you think his kid's name was? Uh... Jeez, I don't know. Adam? No. 100%. What are you doing that to a kid Yeah, I, I have no idea. Thought it was funny. I thought the Joe King thing was funny, and my son Jack just told me I'm hanging up on you. Don't call me back. I was like, God, what? There was that reliever for the Rockies about 20 years ago. His last name was Case. Yeah. And, and he named his kid Justin. Justin Case. Fuck. Seriously? Why do I hate people? <laughs> I just hate people. This is why you love dogs. You're a dog guy. I am a dog guy. That's fine. My sons have, they have too many cats in their house, but they have one cat 
that's missing an eye. When the my son adopted it when it was a kitten and it had a tumor, they had to remove the eye. Yeah. And it's funny as shit because those cats it's can't. Funny as shit. You go cat, from it's funny as shit. This yeah. cat can't run straight. And then you realize, well, yeah, he can't run straight because he can't see anything. He's got no eye. Are you sure it works that way? I don't know. This cat it doesn't run, make any sense. You still have one eye. Yeah, this cat runs like it's been sipping on uh, grandma's grape juice, right? And But anytime, dude, it's so funny. This cat's great. She's probably about 10 now. And I was over there last night. We went over for Easter. I hope everybody had a great Easter. We went over and just did uh, pizza and a movie. Yeah. And I just get over there. They got a recliner that they got for me. It's awesome. And I just go and I just... <laughs> I just whistle and a cat comes running. Really? Every time. Cat just comes running. I thought that was always the thing about cats. The cats don't don't come when you call them. This cat's great, man. This cat just comes and then, uh, but our dog gets a little confused because he comes too. Yeah. And then he gets a little bummed because the cat's in her, in his place. So occasionally they work it out and occasionally they don't. But my son always is like, the cat doesn't come. I'm like, check it out. And I can't whistle for a shit. That wasn't bad. But I just, let's go. That's the best I've ever seen you whistle in 25 years of knowing you. What the fuck just happened? I'm like, hey, come here. And dude, no matter where she is in the house, she comes. It's the coolest little cat. So she just hangs out, watch a movie. I got to tell you, I saw the worst movie of all time over the weekend. Space Jam 2? No. I saw, uh, right down here, we came to Plaza Bonita. And we saw Ambulance. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Dude, I cannot tell you enough. That is the worst movie I've probably seen in 25 years. It was so bad, Dave. I saw it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon at uh, Friday. Yeah. We were off for Good Friday. We're the only ones in the theater. I don't know how long it's been out, but it's a Michael Bay movie. Dude, Michael Bay used to make great movies. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, and then nobody else you know. And I was like, dude, Jake, I told Jack in the middle of the movie, I go, Jake Gyllenhaal either has a drug problem or a gambling problem because he he needs money, dude. Nick Cage is like, how bad do you need money? Nick Cage has a movie coming out. I'm going to see that one, too. I can't wait. I bet that shit. I hope not. It looks like shit. This movie, when's the last time you ever did this? Have you ever done this? The theater was completely empty. I bet it was, came out on Friday. It might have. <laughs> I was with my kids and yeah. their mom. I literally kicked up all the armrests, stretched out, and fell asleep for like 15 minutes. It was so great. You just rolled over? Yeah. I I was saying to my sons, I'm like, do you guys take naps in the afternoon? They're like, not really. And I go, I don't either. But I go, God dang. That's so refreshing. Who wanted to stay? Like, why didn't you just walk out? Because it had some funny lines. Kind of dumb. Who, whose idea was it to go see this shit? Well, the other movie, and I, I don't know the name of it, the Jared Leto movie okay. got terrible reviews. And so there was, there's not a whole lot out yeah. right now. Uh, you would pl- think with, with COVID that happened, that basically wiped out the industry the, for two years, yeah. the quality of movies would be good. It's supposed to start ramping up. There's okay. supposed to be a bunch of things coming. The new Top Gun's coming out, right? A bunch of different things coming out. But we... We still like going to the theater. But goddamn, this AMC at Plaza Bonita, Jesus Christ, I thought I broke a window. What are you talking about? So expensive to get in. You're just trying to get popped. How much was it for one o'clock? Dude, one, one o'clock, 
It had to be by the time. So there's four people, right? Yeah. This is it, Dave. Four matinee tickets, a large popcorn, two drinks. Had to be well over 50 bucks for everything. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Nah. But there's one. Half a tank of gas. Yeah, there's one over by me in Claremont. At uh, Claremont Town Square, I don't, even, I don't know what any of these got there. What is it? <laughs> Edwards? Who knows? Uh, it's not AMC. But you can go during, you go on Sundays yeah. or during the day, Saturday or Sunday, you go, it's like seven bucks to get in. And then I think it's like 15 bucks. They give you like a popcorn, a couple of drinks, and I don't know, vape. No, I don't know what else. <laughs> but tattoo. I don't know. Erica's phone number. You get a bunch of different things for like it's eleven bucks. On the wall bucks. in the bathroom, huh? It's on the, it's on the wall in the bathroom. Oh, I didn't put it there. Um, I don't think. Um, but well, yeah, it says for a short time, and then has oh, jeez. Look, your friend Rebecca would like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you yeah. know when we were kids. You know, I'm thinking in my mind, it was like five bucks at night, yeah, like three twenty-five during the day, something like that. Yeah. I always think of that line in the movie Trading Places where they give the guy his Christmas bonus. Yeah. Five dollars. And he goes, yeah. great. I think I'm going to go to the movies by myself. By myself. <laughs> and the guy, the guy drops, don't forget half of those out for me. Remember that? God they gave him two fifty each. Yes. <laughs> Dude, we used to go, I was telling my kids, think about this. We did this a couple during high school. Yeah. Shock I didn't get any kind of grades at San Diego. We would consistently during the week go to a 930 movie. 930, 10 o'clock. Yeah. No big deal. Can you imagine going to a movie right now at 1020 at night? We did it all the time. Yeah. We'd go close the liquor store and then go see like whatever was showing. 1030 at night. Any Pam Greer movie I was in for. Oh, let's go. Sneak in a couple of little airplane size Jack Daniels, put those in your pocket because they didn't have the strictest uh, security yeah. at AMC Encinitas at the Weekend Plaza. Hey, yeah, you just go in there and hang out, watch movies, get out like one o'clock in the morning. You couldn't give less of a shit. Did you hit that first class the next day? Not always, but I turned 18. In September of my senior year, yeah. because in Minneapolis, you have to be five by September 1st. And my parents were so lazy. They didn't sign any. You could sign a petition. I could have gone to school with all my buddies. So I ended up uh, like all the guys my age graduated in 85. I graduated in 86. But in that September of that year, I could write my own notes. Yeah. So, yeah, if I went to the movie, I would just go in and all the women in the attendance office knew it was me, but they had to have it for bookkeeping. Yeah. So I just, I tell my son Jack this all the time. He loves it. Jeff couldn't make it to math today because Jeff uh, had an earache. Signed, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's up with your ear? I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, you just literally wrote a note that said you had an earache. Ah. Yeah, Jeff had plantar fasciitis. He couldn't make it. Jeff had diverticulitis. He couldn't make it. Jeff had gallbladder surgery. Couldn't make woodshop. Signed, Jeff. It was great. So, no. You're just talking to the third person the whole time. You had to. You had to sign these notes. You That's had to, funny as You well. had to put the name of the person who couldn't attend the class. Yeah. 
And then you had to sign your name. That's hilarious. Yeah, because they had to keep it for the file. Yeah, yeah. I had a November birthday. Same kind of thing. Yeah, so you turned 18th? Yeah. But then you could write your own notes? Yeah, I wrote my own notes. Yeah. I should have just done that more often. I didn't. I, I used to ditch a lot. I told you, I missed like 70, yeah. 71, 72 days my senior year of high school. I only showed up for a test or games. If we had a game that day, yeah. I'd show up or a test. But if you got caught ditching with me, people got expelled all the time. Wow. But they always overlooked it with me. I've got uh, good news speaking of San Diego. I wasn't going to do it. Tell me uh, your thoughts on this, Dave. You going but back I, to school like Billy Madison? I'm not going back to school. Uh, anytime I drive by that campus, you I get, get the shakes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Pearl Jam. I okay. wasn't going to go. If I, I told this. I was super excited in 2020 at the start of 2020. Yeah. We we're going to be able to see the Stones and Pearl Jam six weeks apart. It obviously didn't work out. And then um, when Pearl Jam rescheduled for San Diego, it's a Tuesday night show at Viejas. And for me, working in Carlsbad, my kids go to Helix, trying to coordinate a way to leave Carlsbad, then go down and get them, go to the show on a Tuesday night, right? Hang to the end, then get them home, trying to come out of Viejas. Yep. And for me to get home to PB, and then try to function on Wednesday it just didn't make sense. And the other thing was I had talked to my son, Cade. I had talked to their mom. And uh, they're like, look, you know, we don't really know a whole lot of Pearl Jam songs. We really don't, yeah. right? So. Do they listen to them in the car? Not occasionally. Yeah. But not a lot. So we were talking the other day because lucky enough to have a tax return come back, right? Yeah. I hope everybody got their taxes done. And uh, well, not that I gave a shit. No, I didn't do it. No. I did well, an extension. Oh, good. <laughs> but I'm getting cash back. And so. Uh, Aren't you going to Hawaii with that money? I am. Okay. But I, I had said to their mom, hey, I think I'm going to take a little bit of it, pay down my car. And she's like, it's literally the only payment you have. And she goes, why don't you have fun with it? Like, I'm with her. She goes, why don't you do what you've been doing? Yeah. Like. She goes, put some of it. Like, let's take some of it. If you want to tuck it in the Maui fund, that's cool. She goes, why don't you take part of it and do your Vegas thing with Jack? And she goes, what do you feel like doing? I go, shit, maybe I'll go to, uh, maybe I'll check out Pearl Jam. She goes, yeah. you know, you've talked about those guys for 20 years. She goes, you got to go. Fuck it. Go. So uh, San Diego, the only ticket, by that time, I'd let my tickets go. So the only thing that they had at Viejas, Dave, was behind the stage, 200 bucks. I wasn't paying for that. And then I looked into the forum, and I got decent seats for 140 a ticket. And I texted my son, Jack. I go, hey, man, I want to see Pearl Jam. I go, if you go with me, will you dig it? He goes, Dad, that'd be great. So he and I, two weeks from Friday night, it's that Good. quick. Like, we've talked about it forever. But uh, two weeks from Friday, we're going to the forum. Cade was great about it. He was like, Dad, uh, I know three songs. Yeah. And if it's 200 a ticket by the time fees are done, don't do it. He goes, bring Jack. He's got him on Spotify. Oh, good. And so, uh, yeah. So he and I are going to the forum two weeks from Friday. So I'm sorry for everybody. We had talked to uh, me, Bernie, uh, a few others had talked about a pre-party. We're yeah. going to do it at the Chico Club, uh, which is a great bar in La Mesa. But logistics-wise, it just didn't work out. But uh, if anybody's going to the show at the forum, let me know. Because Jack and I will be up there early, and we're looking forward to it. Oh, good. It'll be a good time. I'm glad you're going. I, you yeah. know, it's funny. I said to you a couple weeks ago that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are yeah. somebody I'd like to see. 
Well, they just came out with that new album. Okay. You know, I don't know if you heard of the Monster. Dude, it sucks. Is it? And I'm like, dude, I wouldn't go because I know they'd play every fucking song on that uh-huh. album. I'm like, no, there's no way I'd go, to, go yeah. see that shit now. I don't want to hear your new stuff. No, nobody wants to hear that shit. <laughs> nobody wants to hear that shit is right. So it's kind of kind of bummed me out a little bit. Like, oh, cool, they're they're back. And yeah. they're like, dude, the magic's gone. Dude, the one show we're super bummed. I, I, I'm a very casual country music fan. Yeah. I like a little bit of everything, but I'm a casual country music fan. But, damn, Dave, this has got to be seven years ago. My wife at the time and her friend wanted to go see Alan Jackson. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They drive from San Diego to the Greek Theater in L.A. because that's where he was. Yeah. But they had left San Diego at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The show's on like a Friday night. I mean, they hit 10 different pockets of traffic from the Merge, Oceanside, Orange County, the 405. They they got crushed traffic-wise the whole time. They pull into the Greek Theater at 7. Show starts at like 7.20, and all of a sudden... Everybody's pulling out instead of pulling in. They go, what's going on? Uh, Alan Jackson had the flu. Oh, boy. Canceled. They had no idea until they got there. So they had driven all the way up there for nothing. So she was really upset. She'd wanted to see him. I go, well, shit, I know like five or six songs. Right? I can, I can, That's a lot. Uh, yeah. I was like, I can fake my way through this. So about a year later comes to San Diego. Yeah. And I get us a couple of seats and we're like right off the stage to the right we're like seven rows back this goddamn guy i gotta tell you there are people where you go this dude's old school cool alan jackson's about as old school cool as it gets dude he might have the best voice of all time he this fucking guy dave strolls onto the stage yeah like he's looking for duraflame at costco he you talk about people that have Zero worries. This guy was the captain of the zero fucks given team. Like it. I swear it looked like he had a dip in. Yeah. He's given this casual wave that kind of starts like from the, from like your neck. You know, what's up? He's kind of walking. He could not have walked any slower across the stage. And he walks across and. I'm shocked Pete and Point Loma, this isn't how he makes a living. <laughs> Some guy comes out of nowhere and gives him a red solo cup. And then we don't see that guy again for the rest of the night. There you go. He holds that red solo cup up, makes a big hit off of it. Some other dummy gives him probably Gavin, gives him his guitar, and he knocks out like two and a half hours worth of songs. What a goddamn blast, Yeah. right? So I found out. I didn't realize this. I don't listen to KSON. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Turns out my friend, Alan Jackson, do you know this has some major illness? Like it's a really bad illness. And he's on his farewell tour. But his farewell tour, it's really weird. He's doing like random cities. And the only place he's going in the West Coast is Honda Center. So it was her birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, look, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't realize it's his farewell tour. It's his last show, apparently, in California. And right now, tickets are like $500 apiece. Yeah. I told her, I go, you're great, but you're not $500 a ticket great. Oh, boy. She understood. 
And I said, if prices go down, we'll go. It'll be your birthday. We'll go. She goes, when is it? I tell her a date. She's like, I'm in Palm Springs at a wedding. I can't go. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. So, yeah, bummed. But other than that, like, that was the one other show we were going to go see was Alan Jackson. But, dude, yeah, this is his final thing. And they said he's coming out. He's playing all the hits. And I mentioned it, Dave, because I had said to my kids, and, and I said to her, concerts are going to be like we are with the Padre game, yeah. man. You check that set list, like you said, with the Chili Peppers. Yeah. See what they're playing. And if it's something you want to see, dude, wait till the last minute. Go on that Seat Geek or one of those places, buy a couple of tickets and go in. But a lot of times you go and you look at the band's playing 90 songs. You don't feel like you're listening. You feel like hearing. You go, get out of here. All right. So here's a question for you. Okay. Right? Because you mentioned Alan Jackson. I, I, always, I always think this. I like Alan Jackson's voice. It's crazy, yeah. crazy good. So um, my sister lives in Nashville, obviously. Uh -huh. my, my son now lives in Nashville. And um, my sister's stepdaughter is best friends with Alan Jackson's oldest daughter. Dude, okay? how about that? So she says to Josh, she wants to set Josh up with, with this daughter, Alan Jackson's oldest daughter. All okay? right. She's a few years older than Josh. She's a couple years older. And um, Josh is looking at her. She's a good-looking girl and the whole deal. Well, her husband, she was married to from 2017 to 2018, died. Only, only lived one year. Only married one year. Okay. And he died. And so she says, Josh, I want to set you up with my best friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Josh says, no way. And I was like, what do you mean? No way. You know, I'm like, dude, like Alan Jackson has like the biggest house in Nashville has three private planes. Good yeah. looking girl. Like the Chattahoochee. And he's, his line back to me was, and every time I'm with her, she's going to be thinking of her dead husband. And he's going to think what could have been. I was happy with that guy. The only reason I'm not with him is that he died, not because I left him. Mm -hmm. It's because, unfortunately, he's not alive anymore. And I can't take a chance of her being upset thinking of that guy nonstop. Would you ever date a widow? Oh, yeah. I don't have a defeated attitude. You wouldn't worry that every time you get into a fight about something that she's not thinking of us still married to that guy, he wouldn't be arguing with me about making dinner. You know, I got to tell you something, Jeff. Or and seen I, the movie Ambulance. He wouldn't be falling asleep on the fucking seats and would have sat here sitting straight up like a normal human being and laughed along with me. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm really disappointed. You know, I try not to bring Charles up too much. You're like, hey, who? Yeah. <laughs> Remind me who Charles is. Are we living in the past again? Tell him, I'm, I know you've told me. Remind me again who Charles is. My dead husband. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God rest his soul. All right, let me hear what Mr. Wonderful did. <laughs> Before he was attacked by that starfish and, and perished way too quickly. He did not die in a starfish attack. He fell down the escalator at the Conway Twitty Mall. Oh, that's right. Same that's thing. Right. It's not even close to the same thing, you asshole. That's it. You'd be the asshole. Hey, are you just going to keep yelling at me? Or are you going to get dinner on the table, sweetie? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Now I'm just down at Gillies. <laughs> she bring up Charles again? Yeah, fuck. Fuck. Fucking guy. Who falls down an escalator? Fucking guy. Do you think she pushed him? Oh, my God.
Oh my! I bet she shoved him. Is that Keith Morrison at the end of the bar? God damn it! <laughs> I'm fucked up. Is he gonna interview me? Oh my god! Did my ex? Well, shit, she's not my ex yet, but give it another hour. Did she chuck Charles down the goddamn escalator? Oh my gosh! Is that what you're telling me here? Yeah. Why is he so defeated? He just said I can't take a chance. It's not worth it. Okay. You know, she'll be comparing me to this guy nonstop. Oh my god! Look right. at that. So yeah, he turned it down. Well, fuck. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe he can marry that guy from uh, the Oak Ridge Boys. That guy with the deep voice. Yeah. Boom, bow, 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 bow. Maybe he has a daughter that likes Josh. <laughs> Go hang out at that guy's house. Fuck. Living in Nashville would be kind of fun. Yeah. I like that city. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh, my gosh. That's funny as hell. Yeah, no, he wouldn't even give it a chance. So, no way. Not doing it. He was. He said he's out. But I was like, God dang, man. That's a lot of money there. That's just. Dude, I'm telling you. I saw the guy at concert. He's the coolest guy yeah. ever. I didn't realize he's six. He's only like 63 years old. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Yeah. That's why Josh failed this. Yeah, he did. You go to, you're going to understand what I'm saying here, Dave. Go, you go to Alan Jackson's house for dinner. Yeah. Right? You know what you're going to do. There's going to be cold beers. The, yeah. And you're going to say to yourself, this goddamn guy, you're, he's going to call home and be like, Dad, I don't know how this guy does it. I go to his house every time. He downplays it. He tells me I'm crazy. I'm telling you. It's the coldest goddamn beer you've ever had. <laughs> and your only answer back is going to be like, I think Alan Jackson's going to have warm beer. Yeah, no shit. They'll say no. And, he, and this is the other thing is to say, Dad, you want this is what I noticed. He works the grill like a machine, which is such a surprise because we don't even think you've ever taken the cover off of your grill. Yeah. So it's so weird to be at a guy's house. That's true. And he works the own grill. But you know what's great, Dad? When he makes steaks, yeah. chicken, like everything's perfect. Like you never see green peas on the table. Alan Jackson's like, what are the fucking doing green peas here? <laughs> How the hell you been, man? Like everything's just. No I, fucking green peas. Dude, right? He doesn't have any bullshit on there. There's no green peas at Alan Jackson's house. And all of a sudden you never know who's going to walk through the door. Goddamn, dad, I'm here. We're eating the best steak, the coldest beer. And I realized for the last 20 minutes, I've been talking to Hank Williams Jr. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> and he couldn't have been nicer. <laughs> Told me all kinds of stories about Frank Gifford. But you know what? You're not going to get the opportunity to celebrate those stories. Because yeah. he fucking threw the towel in. He did. Fucking, hey, that's great. He did. I'm sure his future father-in-law father works middays at the... Fucking Sherwin-Williams store will have great stories, too. <laughs> Lucky you. Oh, my gosh. All right, I got to ask you, Easter, what did you guys do? Uh, I was in L.A. We went um, we went up for the Kings game on Saturday, which was our last game. I mean, that, I saw that, that. It that might be game. it. No playoffs? They could, but they're a little shaky right now. Yeah. Seems like everybody's a little shaky right now. Yeah, NHL's really good and really competitive, but... I think um, I think that, I don't know. We'll see. They got five games to go. Right now, they're in. But Vegas is closing. Vancouver's closing. So it's pretty close. But we just decided, hey, let's stay overnight. So we stayed overnight, and then we came down. And uh, it was great, Dave. We just we went to their house, 
Uh, their mom had got him a couple of things, which was still fun for Easter. Yeah. Did you do the whole Easter basket with all yeah. the candy? Yeah. What's her favorite candy? I think she's probably a Reese's. Right. Like, no, what, what about your kids? Uh, yeah, they went... Um, they went... What they get? Like... She had like Reese's in there. Yeah, that's think. good. Can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah, can't do anything wrong, yeah, right? Nothing like Halloween in the spring, right? Yeah, pretty much it. And then we watch. I've never seen these movies. I didn't realize these movies. The movies with uh, Gerard Butler. Okay. Where he's the Secret Service guy. So one was like America has fallen. Then one was London is falling. And then last night was Angel is falling. <laughs> No, but they were like three... Mo- Do you remember these? No, I don't remember them. I'm just laughing. It's like Death Witch. Death Witch 1, Death Witch 2, Death yeah, Witch 3. Yeah, but it's Gerard Butler yeah. and Morgan Freeman. Okay. And so it's cool. Is like, it a revenge movie? I love revenge movies. Yeah, Secret Service movies. Okay. Like Attacks on America and different shit going on. And then, you know who that dude Aaron Eckhart is? Yeah. Yeah, he was the president the first two. Okay. And then Morgan Freeman was the vice president in the second one, and then he's president in the third one. Good for him. Moving but it, up. Yeah, he got moved up. It was great. <laughs> little diversity in that uh, position. America needs more of that. Um, but it's like attacks on the world, and then it's Gerard Butler and the Secret Service getting shit done, kicking ass. So, yeah, that, I, I don't know. I guess those were really popular when they came out. But, there you go. But it was fun. So, yeah, we just got pizza, hung out, watched the movie. It was cool. Good deal. We What'd you guys to, do? Oh, boy. Well, we, uh, it's one of the few days I got to go to church. So I had to go to church oh with Rita. Oh, boy. Right? Every time it's like that goddamn scene in The Exorcist, right? <laughs> they just throw water on you. They burn. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But it burned. They did. I told Josh next year, I said, because, you know, Josh was one of those kids that records everything with his phone. Your kids yeah. do the same thing. They oh, record yeah. everything. Everything. I go, all right, next year, I go, I come in. I said, we, when we do this church thing, if Josh is in town. I go, I'm, I'll come in full Easter Bunny costume. I like it. And I'm just going to sit down, not acknowledge anybody. Just fucking sit. Have a cigarette? <laughs> a cigarette. And just sit there. And I said, if I go as the Easter Bunny, you got to come as Jesus. you got to walk right. Wait, <laughs> as, hang on. As Jesus. Hang We're on. just going to sit down and enjoy it. Rita will freak the fuck out, but we'll sit on the other side of the church. Uh, oh, that, she, yeah, she's going to enjoy that a lot. Why can't he go as Clay Thompson? <laughs> Why Clay Tom- to- What's Clay Thompson doing at Easter service? Uh, getting good luck for the playoffs? <laughs> I, why, I mean, you're going as the Easter Bunny. Yeah, in full costume. I got it. Yeah, no one will know I'm in there. Now, people know it's him. <laughs> yeah, but he has to go as Jesus? He has to go as Jesus. What? See if people can focus. Just keep doing the look back. See if he's... Like the guys are paranoid on weed and shit. Just keep yeah, looking over the shoulder. Looking. <laughs> did you see that video? I had two... I had the picture of you as broken down at the Easter Bunny. I did. I love that guy. Uh, Julie Brownman texted me. She's like, would you be offended if I steal Dave as the Easter Bunny? I was like, no, of course not. Take it. <laughs> but then the video that I got, I think James Royal had sent that to okay. me. Oh, Just, that was a good one. That Easter Bunny? Yeah. Was that in San Diego? I don't know where that was. That guy was cleaning up. It's funny because I'm thinking with being in the Easter Bunny costume and he's fighting. Yeah. I'm thinking, how bad could it hurt? Like, he, you know what right. I mean? There's a uh, lot of padding. But yeah. he, he was. He was beating the shit out of, like, two people. And that guy on the video said what we're all thinking. Damn, you're getting your ass kicked by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> I'm like, yes! This guy is very good on commentary. Because you're saying exactly what we're thinking. Damn, you're getting your ass kicked by the Easter Bunny. How, dude, Easter Bunny was in a no-bullshit kind of mood. 
That guy said something, right? And it was like, whoa. Like, at what point, think, Dave, in your life, how fucked up you've been, fights you've been in, yeah. anything else. At what point do you realize, dude, I am going with the Easter Bunny, and right now I'm down 10-8. <laughs> he is definitely, God damn, that right paw, he is just jacking me, and I cannot defend it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Is that guy filming me? Dude, you got to move. You got to move. You can't be in that situation. You get beat up by the Easter Bunny, you got to leave. Did you read today on Dude, your Easter? friends were... Dude, if that was you, and oh, I saw no. you on the sidewalk getting beat up by the Easter Bunny, dude, we'd end the show now. It'd be over. I would never do another show with you after, no. except for the one that we explained how you got your ass kicked. And then we'd say, good night, everyone. This was our last show. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right, listen. Let's just get it out. I have my jaw wired shut. Okay? I was down here at Dick's Last Resort, and uh, I, it's hard... To cuss right now. Well, I got the living shit kicked out of me. I mean, sorry. Say what it is. Honesty works. Uh, Easter Bunny fucked my world up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and then I spent all day, I spent all night at Dr. Fruin's office. Right now, I, I have two packed molars that are cracked and loose. I have a ruptured spleen. The Easter Bunny fucked me up. Something you never thought you'd say. <laughs> Shit. I, it hurts. I, I, listen, I, we're very honest on this show. I they remember about four times, but I'm like, oh, shit, I'm crying again. <laughs> My jaws were trying. God, he was really fast, and I was not expecting that kind of power from a bunny. I'm crying again. For a bunny, he hears hard. Fuck. And I'll tell you the other thing I didn't know. I mean, I was trying everything I could. I'd need him in the nuts. Apparently, the Easter Bunny doesn't have any balls. Because he just kept beating the shit out of me. And it hurt. You can hear me yelling, God damn it, Easter Bunny! I tell you Imagine what. if you're out that night with your kids. Like your kids are little. Yeah. Just look across the street. Explain that to your kids. Why the well, Easter Bunny's beating the fuck out of strangers. I'll explain it. He comes up and he's got gold foil. And he starts wrapping it around Erica and saying, I'm going to put you in the basket. Well, I didn't like that. So I said, take it back. And he said, why don't you just take this back? And he socked me. <laughs> Where would you go, man? Like, I just like, shit. Dude, there was a great, great article on ESPN.com today. I read it. Did you it read it? It was that? awesome. That was. I know a, what you're going to say. It was great. Yeah, it's a 15th anniversary yeah. of the pizza. And, dude, listen, Orsillo and Mud are good. They're great. I mean, I, I can't just say they're yeah. good. They're great. But if you go in the rabbit hole. Of Don working with Jerry Remy. Oh that God. shit. And I told you, Dave, that's what I would do so often is, you know, 15 years. Yes. So when Don became a free agent, Mike D went and hired him. And then Dick Enberg tried to fuck everything up. Yeah. Um, but luckily, Orsillo stayed. And God, Dave, I had watched that clip 
of the pizza, Jerry Remy losing his tooth, Don getting a lamp, the window. Like, I'd seen all these. The girl uh, getting her, getting felt up? Yes. I've seen them all like a thousand times. Yeah. Plus, Don had done such a great job on TBS for the playoffs that when he got to San Diego, you knew once they put him with mud, it was going to be perfect. Yeah. Like it is every night. It's so good. But reading the guy who, who threw it and saying he and his wife just wanted to get out, they were hoping it wasn't that big a deal. And then they're like, uh, kind of reluctantly says at the end, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I did it. Yeah. If you you had to, right? Any baseball fan who's seen that clip of the guy chucking the pizza. You know, I brought it up to a friend of mine who's a huge Red Sox fan today. Said he's never seen it. Well, he's not a Red Sox. And I, <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? I go, it's one of the greatest things I've ever yes. seen. I, I could watch it right now and laugh just as hard as I did you, the first time. You have to watch. There's one that's about four minutes long. And, and for anybody who hasn't seen it, it was 15 years ago, I think. YouTube it. Yeah. 15 years ago this week. Um... They're at Fenway Park. The foul ball, it's the Angels and Red Sox. Yep. Foul ball, like almost right where the Steve Bartman foul ball went, yeah. if you think about it. But you're at Fenway, and a guy goes for it. Garrett Anderson playing left for the Angels. Beer is spilled. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, another guy, like six rows away, chucks a huge slice of pizza, and it drills the guy in the jacket. And but the the clip why it's so fantastic is because it's Don and Jerry Remy, Jerry the Remy late great, great the late great Jerry Remy, and they're watching it live. Yeah, it's like six seats away, not six rows away. You meant to say, right? Is that it? It's only it thirteen like- feet. If you read the article, talk about how they did the whole experiment at MIT to reenact it to say talk about his accuracy. Dude, Fifteen I- mile an hour wind, the whole deal. It was a miracle throw. It was awesome. Miracle throw. It was. Well, you watch Don and Jerry yeah. figure it out. Like, in replays, like, they're like, well, Jerry Remy says it. I yeah. thought the guy had dirt on his jacket. And then you just see this triangle piece of pizza come and drill the guy perfectly in the shoulder. Then the guy wants to fight. Yeah. And Jerry and Don love that. Yeah. He's a Pepsi fan of the game. It, and then they come back out of break. And Don can't breathe because he's watched the replay a hundred times. Uh, and Jerry Remy was so great. He was. Yeah. That guy's been kicked out of Fenway Park for ruining a good slice of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and then, dude, there's so many videos. But then I watched one tonight where Jerry was doing an interview. It looked like the old Inside the Actors studio. Yeah. And he said, uh, somebody asked him, what's the favorite thing that ever happened in the booth? So he goes through all the ones we just talked about. But he goes, the funniest one is, he goes, we had this guy, some scholar, up in the booth and he said the guy had like six of his buttons undone on his shirt and he said so we're standing up in the booth and don's on the guy's right i'm on the left and usually don will ask a question then i'll kind of give a head nod means it's my time and he goes don just keeps asking questions i can't figure out what's going on and he said i realized this guy has so much chest hair coming yeah. out. Did you watch this one? No. Jerry says, there's so much chest hair coming out, I realize Don can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, I have to lean so far forward for Don. And he goes, I catch Don's eye and I give him the head nod. And he goes, Arcillo loses it. He goes, we had to shut down the interview. 
But he's like, yeah, the guy comes in. He's got his shirt all unbuttoned, and he goes, Orsillo's done. Then I'm done. But, yeah, I mean, like, we're so lucky to have Don yeah. here. But, man, he his stuff with Jerry Remy is really, really good and really, really fun. And Jerry Remy was great. Unfortunately, you know, of course, he just passed away within the last year. Have you noticed yeah. the Red Sox have the number two on, yeah, uh, on their jersey? It. And when I was a kid, first Red Sox game I ever saw. I can remember this like it was yesterday. It was the game of the week. And Jerry mm-hmm. Remy was the batter at the time I flipped that TV on. And I was like, all right, now I know one second Red Sox base, player, right? second baseman. Yeah. I know one guy. And then here we are talking about him right now. But he was great. I told him when I went back to Fenway Park uh, in 2018 and the people around me realized we were from San Diego, everyone said, say hi to Don. We miss him. We miss him. Oh, yeah. You know, people in Boston are very upset about them letting Don go. Big time. I think, Dave, I'm getting, I wonder, like, do people, you and I talk about it all the time. Yeah. I wonder how many people here really get excited or have it as part of their bucket list, if you even have a bucket list, to hit as many ballparks as you can. Because things are going to start picking up. Travel's picking up for work. Um, Pretty mellow now, but Memorial Day, I go to Toronto for, I think I'm gone for like 11 days. Then I come back and I'm here. But then at the end of July, I have to go to Atlantic City for a week. And then... The show in Atlantic City and Sunday, and then I'm doing Indianapolis on the following Thursday, right? Yeah. So instead of flying from Atlantic City back to San Diego on Monday, only to fly to Indianapolis on Wednesday night, I'm thinking about going to New York City. I haven't been to New York in, in a couple of years, so I want to go back. And the Yankees play on Monday, the Mets play on Tuesday. So I'm thinking about going. Hitting both of them? Yeah. Good. Right. Go to City Field, go to Yankee City, yeah. just hang out, right? And uh, but I was saying that to my kids. I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool because then really like the last one that I would have would, that I, you really have to hit, right, would be Fenway. Yeah. Like Fenway would be the last one um, for me. But I'm wondering, like, do people still? I think there are. I think there are baseball fans. I'm knocking out two of them this year. I'm going to three parks outside of California this year. Going to Wrigley? Going to Wrigley, I'm going to Camden Yards. I'm going, oh, I like that. I'm That's going to Yankee one. Stadium and City Field, but I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've just never been to City Field. Yeah. But I am looking forward to Camden and Wrigley, especially. I like that one. Yeah, I don't know that I have a huge... I've been to Baltimore once. I don't yeah. know that I have a it huge... didn't work out well. You ended up with like two broken ankles. Pretty much. Yeah. You Fun passed, city, you, though. You passed out in an elevator. I did. I was done. Brian Quinn, God bless him. God <laughs> bless my friend Brian Quinn. Save me. I not that I was going to die. The gunshots are crazy, though, in, uh, in Baltimore. The shootings that happen. Thank I have a nephew who's a yeah. doctor in Baltimore. He's an emergency room doctor. He goes, yeah. they average like seven a night in the emergency room. Wow. People just getting rushed in with gunshot wounds all the time. Do you, do you have any, I mean, the old Jacobs Field or whatever it is yeah. now in Cleveland? Progressive. Yeah, progressive. Yeah. That's it. Do you, have, do you have a huge I, desire to get there? If, if Julian can make it up, he, oh. he's a double A now, then 100% I'm going. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we'd go to Target Field. Yeah. See him play the Twins. They, I'd like to do that. There you go. Um, and I, to be honest, I've never seen a game in AT&T or Pacific. Or what, what the hell is it called now? Uh, Oracle. Oracle. I've never That's been. That's a uh, great ballpark. I've never. Uh, you and I walked around it. You, you've been in it. Yeah. You and I walked around times. it that time. I've just never seen a game in there. You got to go there. That's yeah. a great one. Uh, you know where I actually would like to go? It makes sense now that we think about it. Oakland. Uh, been to a game there for the dot races. That's a fun place to see a game. No, dude, we got to go to Miami. See Gaff. Yeah, they can get us a ticket. It's hard. Uh, yeah. 
know what? Let me say this again, and I'm sorry to do this again, but I'm going to continue to do it. Yeah. Saturday, I've cheered for the Minnesota Timberwolves since the day they came in to the NBA when Pooh Richardson yeah. was the pick. Yeah. There been Bill Musselman was the head coach. There have been many, many bad days. Yeah. As a Timberwolves fan, Joe Smith and Christian Leitner. Yeah. Cherokee Parks. A lot of bad picks yeah. for the Wolves. You did. What we saw the other day on Saturday was probably one of the most exciting days, if not the most exciting day, in Wolves basketball. They go on the road. They go to Memphis. They're the seventh seed. They're taking on the two seed. The Grizzlies, uh, John Morant, is awesome. And they really don't, not expected to have much hope unless you cheer for the Wolves like I do. I don't think I'm crazy to say Anthony Edwards is about to be a star in this league if he's not already. I mean, the kid from a personality standpoint is off the charts funny. He's so likable. Yeah. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is a stud. And kudos to D'Angelo Russell, who has kind of had up and down NBA career. I think everybody would agree but has really found his way, and as a Wolves fan, considering that you had a situation where they didn't have, they should have had the number seven pick in this year's draft, uh, which would have been Jonathan Kaminga, but they didn't because it had gone to Golden State as part of the trade to get D'Angelo Russell. They had a coaching change last year that got them a lot of criticism because they hired Chris Fitch, who was an assistant coach. They hadn't interviewed anybody else. He came in replaced a very popular guy in Ryan Saunders, and then they had a GM get fired because I told you the GM went to the MLS game and made out uh, in public with the woman who was director of community relations. Not good. Both of them married. They get fired. Like, pretty embarrassing. But all of that being said, the Wolves win and win pretty convincingly Saturday in Memphis. Yes. One of the reasons why Dave and I want to be excited is because our former producer, a guy that really had lost his way, uh, was Alan Horton. And there were a bunch of different nights when Alan would say to Dave and I, you know, let me take you to Panda Express so I can ask questions. And because Dave and I, we don't talk about this a lot, but we didn't let Alan pay. Yeah. He wanted to. Uh, we won't let him pay, and then it, now that I think about it, he then would get extra things off the menu. Yeah. Nobody uh, gets three items. He's the only guy that gets three items. Right. Later on, the one thing we asked him to do was, could you maybe take Vera Bowling? Yeah. And he said, no. We've gotten past all of that, and now he's outstanding as an NBA announcer even though Ed Malloy doesn't agree. <laughs> and the other day, I was really, really excited for Alan, who's seen a lot of bad basketball, as the voice of the Wolves. Yes. As you and I have done so often in the past, we reached out on social media to congratulate him, and we got no response. None. What's up with that guy? Ah, you know it's exactly yeah. what's up with that you guy. You know, Alan, just remember this, because I know you listen to every show. Yeah, let me hear. When you reached out and said, hey, guys, I want to bend your ear. We let you bend it. Yeah. And then now, all of a sudden, you're going to ghost us? Yeah. Bad karma. Yeah. Did you hear what uh, 
Who was it? Was it Will Smith's dad told him? No. I don't know. Will Smith had a dad. Yeah. He said, I don't know uh, his dad was alive. Who the hell said this? I just saw this. Maybe it was Magic's dad. Where did I just see this? <laughs> so just remember, Alan, every set of toes you step on on the way up that ladder yeah. are connected to the same asses you're going to be kissing when you get pushed off at the top. Yeah, that's good advice. Brian Heap yeah. had his heart broken, our, our longtime friend, number one news anchor, voted by the Sacramento Tribune, 11 years running. So, so the other night I said, you know what? I'd reach out to Alan Horton, but why have your heart broken again? So instead, I'm just going to say hi to Glenn Geffner. Good. Who is doing amazing work as the voice of the Marlins. Yeah, I yes. encourage anybody that has the MLB app or Sirius XM to cheer, tune into the Marlins. Geff, as you remember, was here. Huge part of the 98 team. Uh, Garth Brooks said he's probably the most valuable member of the organization. Uh, nobody would argue that. Went to the Red Sox, got a couple of rings. Yeah, got me then, in at Fenway Park. Yeah, and then uh, went to went home to uh, to the Marlins with his family. Beloved member of that community. And son of a gun, if not within half hour, Geff does what he always does. He stepped up and said hi right back. Yeah. I mean, that's a winner. JoJo Tarantino is a winner. We know that. Steve Arismo's a winner. I don't care what John Butler says. Craig Meddy's a winner. <laughs> but uh, but Horton, yeah, that, that hurt a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry better. you were upset by that, too. Could have done Leading better. into your Easter, Easter weekend. <laughs> all right, going to ask you about the pods real quick, all right? All right. A couple things about the Padres. One is, makes me laugh my ass off. We have the game on right now. Padres are winning. Mm-hmm. If you're the Padres and you're the Padre fans, there's one yeah. guy on the Reds you don't want to do well. Yeah, Tommy Pham. Yeah. The guy fucking not only hits a home run in the first inning, the guy's three for three tonight. Like, fuck. Fuck is going on. One guy. The whole one team guy. sucks. Yeah. Don't let Tommy Pham hurt you. Dude, how can you be? Did a, Tommy Pham get booed tonight? I didn't hear it. Did he get booed? I, I was in the car. I missed okay. his head. The reason I, I said that, I had this argument with my son today, who uh, is a big Padre fan. Yeah. And I go, you know what drives me nuts about Padre fans is the fact they boo everyone that once wore the uniform if they end up on another team. They turned on Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah. Kevin Brown. Yeah. Will be Tommy Pham. Will be whoever. Mark Melanson. When Mark Melanson comes back, he's getting booed, Mark right? Melanson. Am I right? He's going to get booed, correct? Yeah. yeah. And I said, it, it drives me nuts. And he goes, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He goes, the Dodger fans would do the same thing. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, if Corey Seager comes back in a oh, couple yeah. of years... They'll boo. And I go, they will not boo. The guy was World Series MVP. They're going to give him a standing mm, ovation. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, I'll ask you this one. We had okay, to do this one at me, too. You, you and my son root for the same team. Mm-hmm. Kenley Jansen pitches in this series against the Dodgers tonight, uh, this week. Okay? It's okay. a three-game series. Braves are taking on the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Does Kenley Jansen get booed? I think he does. I you think do? He, yeah, I think he gets booed, Dave, because... You, know, you think about the early days with Kenley with the Dodgers. Yeah. Holy cow, right? Like, untouchable. Then he had some off nights yeah, there. Uh, you know what? Hang on. I don't think he gets booed. Hang on. Let me think about that. I say standing ovation. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll meet you halfway. Okay. I'll say I don't think he gets booed 
But I, I don't see the standing ovation. I don't see that. He's coming in to close out the game. He's coming in to beat the I Dodgers. think the, he gets the appreciation yeah. that he gets it. He gets Do the they cheers. show a video for him? No, no fucking video. As you said, if he's coming in, it means the Braves are winning. About to win the goddamn game. But, yeah, I, I just don't think they do. I just think uh, Kevin Brown, I understand why you were pissed, but mm-hmm. when you look back at 98, you didn't realize 98 was going to be the last time you're going to the World Series. Kevin Brown had everything to do with going to the World Series oh, yeah. in 98. Big. But he said he wanted to get home. Yeah. His whole deal the whole year yeah, was talking about going home, getting yeah. closer where the kids were. Yeah. And then he signs with, of all team, the Dodgers. Of all teams. Yeah. Um. So that deal. But, no, I... I, I saw what Pete wrote. Pete, I think. Point Loma, I, Pete? Yeah. Or Coronado Pete? Coronado Pete. Okay. Wrote that he was going out there tonight. He's like, I'm not going to boo Tommy Pham. His his time here was really uneventful. And I, I think that summed it up perfectly. I mean, there wasn't. What, what's the Tommy Pham highlight? What do you think of Tommy Pham? You think about him getting stabbed. You think about Pacers. Yeah. Green appreciation. Like. Get your hands out of your pockets and put them together for cinnamon. That's what I think. I think um, we all do. We all think of Tommy Pham going crazy, getting I, stabbed. I mean, is there honestly, is there a great catch that he made in the outfield? Was there an assist that he made to throw a guy out at the plate? I think there are people who feel Tommy Pham didn't like being a Padre. And just for that, they're going to boo him. Just like if Eric Hosmer, for some reason, ended up on another team. They're going to boo the hell out of him. Yeah. They boo him now. I I don't, uh, I don't know that Tommy I don't know that Tommy Pham didn't like being here I I don't know like it was such a weird couple of years they didn't but, help him out with the managers either right that's the other thing yeah you know Dave that's a, that's a really interesting point I wonder how Tommy Pham would have been had he had the opportunity to play for a guy like Bob Melvin okay let me ask you this let's say Will Myers. Ends up with the National League team next year, and he comes mm-hmm. back to town. Will Myers get booed? Get cheered or nothing? Um, no, I don't. I don't think anything. I, I think again, to me, Myers is one of those guys that is just so frustrating. Uh, you said this like a year ago, yeah, and I thought it was just typical dumb thing you say. Thanks, but you, but you know what? I think I honestly think you were spot on right. And this may actually, in fairness to you. You may have said this two years ago. You said you believe Will Myers doesn't like playing baseball. I do believe that. But, I mean, you've said it for a couple of years. I think it's an absolute spot-on assessment of number five. And my kids are like, well, if he doesn't like it, why does he do it? I go, because he makes $20 a year to do it. You go out and do it. The same reason I show up here every (laughs) time. I think you were spot-on. And to me, man, like I look at that and I go, dude, if a guy's out there and he just doesn't like it, hates yeah. it, yeah, I'm, when Myers is done, I don't blame Will Myers for signing that deal. I blame Preller for giving him that deal. I don't blame Hosmer for signing that deal. I, I blame Preller for giving him that deal. All right, let me tell you. The one former Padre, honestly, that I think it's a standing ovation. Tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Uh, okay. Fran Mill Reyes. Oh, Yeah. He gets a standing ovation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love him. Terrible trade. Absolute terrible trade. Another one of the numerous terrible trades made by the Preller regime. So, okay, I got to look this shit up. Don't they play? They play do They play the Indians here this year? The Guardians. The Guardians? Do they uh, play them here? 
I don't know the answer. Uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to look this shit up because at the same time, no, they're on the road. Next month, um, May 3rd and 4th, they're on the road. Mm. The reason I said that, if Austin Hedges came back here, he gets booed. He should. What a dope. <laughs> he, he'd probably get cheered. What an absolute letdown. Hunter Renfro will come back with the Brewers this year. Cheered. I don't think it's anything. I think it's like the Tommy Fam thing. I don't think I he think gets jack like shit. I think people like Renfro. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one. Go ahead. What about when Tampa comes here? How loud, how loud is the ovation for Francisco Mejia? <laughs> Dude, it's funny as shit. I saw Francisco Mejia on TV the other day, and I completely forgot he was on the race. Yeah. Are you going, by the way, just I'm looking at this guy dang schedule. July mm-hmm. 29th, 30th, and 31st, the Twins are in town. I'm gone. I was going to ask you. Are you yeah, going? Yeah, Atlantic City. I'm out that whole week. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm gone. Oh, they do play the Guardians, dude, right here. What day? They, uh, they, it's August 23rd and 24th. I'm in town for those. Okay. You want to go boo somebody with me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll boo Hedges. We'll cheer for Reyes. And we'll boo uh, uh, Cal Quantrill. Okay. <laughs> Is Adam Simber still there? <laughs> I need more people to justify this ticket. You suck, Quantrill. <laughs> what? Nothing. Sorry, Cal. How's your dad? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, buddy, let's go. You're out of here. Go on. We just get ejected. <laughs> You're out of here. Go on. It's like when they, they got kicked out of that, the pizza throwing thing when they got yeah. kicked out. Why are we getting kicked out? Because you're on national TV, <laughs> fucker. Like the guy completely cussed at him. <laughs> I think he called him a fucking moron. He did. He did. He called him a fucking moron. Because you're on national TV, you fucking moron. <laughs> the stadium employee called me a fucking moron. Jesus. That's a little bit over the top. <laughs> uh, what do you think it's like out there Friday? You think it's crazy? You think it's... There'll be a couple of Donnie Brooks, huh? I, you know, I hope not. But that's what baseball seems to be. There's going to be a lot of fights in the crowd. I hope not. Yeah, I hope I'm not involved because I know none of you guys will help me out. Fuck no, we'll kick you right when you're down. <laughs> I got punched, officer, random punches. Pete, did you punch me? Did you drive no. me home? Yes. Hey, hey, everybody at Padres Twitter, Dave's too shy to ask, but make sure you send him the info for the meetup in the fourth inning. <laughs> they can get up there and get that picture. <laughs> you, Elston Janeiro. I thought... Is Elston in those pictures? Does He's he jump always in? in there. Oh, fuck, dude. Last time I went, uh, I think it was Erica asked me to jump in. So, hey, meet up. Fuck, dude. I should just jump in there with the Dodger shit on. Dude, right in the middle. That'd be great. What I'd love to see is if they just had, like, if they staged the picture. Yeah. Would you allow them to do this? Like, you're laying down and it's all of them beating you yeah, up? No. That'd be a great picture. I would do it. I would of course do. you would. would then they it. all start. Yeah, actually connect. Yeah. yeah. Drunk, <laughs> drunk Flannery and miserable Padre fan. Yeah. Hey, this isn't part of the fun. Oh my god, dude, that's funny as shit. We, um, god dang, that is that is funny as fuck, dude. If we ended up doing this shit, we, I'm going Friday and I'm going Sunday. Are you? Yeah. Look, don't, don't bother Jeff and I. We're going to be sitting in row. <laughs> you know, that's always right. my favorite. Hey, you know, we just want to have a good time. We're sitting in section so-and-so, row, blank, seat, yeah. whatever. But, hey, we don't want to be bothered. We don't want to be bothered. <laughs> Give me full information. 
wait, dude. We're going with Pete and Coronado and classy Billy Blasi. Yes. Love those I am dudes. excited. I am excited about going. No, no joke. Oh, that was All right. Great. Other great. Padre thing got to ask you. You see the Tatis thing yesterday? Dude, I got to tell you. So I saw today Annie posted video of him. Did you see him taking grounders at short? No, I saw him playing soccer, though. So they had, they had video of him today taking grounders at short, and he looked good. His range looked good. He was firing the ball good. Uh, Jesus Christ. Now, listen. I heard on Coach's show today, this guy's ready to trade him. People ready to trade Tatis? On Coach's show. Oh, wow. You know, Coach, I got to tell you, I think we just go with Kim every day, Cronenworth, because you just got this kid out there. He's playing soccer, John. For pity's sake, what are we doing here? Hey, I got to tell you, when I coached at USIU, and I don't mean to get angry, if a guy did that, I would have told me, take your, take your soccer ball and your headband and your bird scooter and pedal your ass out of here. And don't come back tomorrow either. When you come back on Wednesday, you better have a basket from edibles. <laughs> and not that ganja edible bullshit. You know, the one where they have, Dave, the watermelon and yeah. the pineapple on the stick and the little peeps. You bring us that. I can't believe it. Where the hell was Bob Melvin? What's he doing? Walking around? Boy, that guy's lucky I don't coach down there. I'd have put a size 14 boot right in his ass. I think that might be too much cussing for coach. I don't know if he says ass. Hey, he won't even say toilet. He loves to say porcelain fixture. Did you see my shortstop fall on his face, Dave? With one a cast on his left arm? Jesus Christ. What the hell's going on? They ripped him on Sports Center last night. They did? They go, why don't they just wrap this guy in bubble wrap? This is ridiculous. Scott Van Pelt ripped him last night. I mean, look, I'm not ready to trade him. I don't want to cut him. No, you just want him to fucking be healthy and play and live up to your contract. Fuck. God damn, though. The the thing that really bugs me is it's a complete lack of maturity on his part, right? It is. It's a great call right there. And for a guy that's the face of baseball, like, dude, figure it out. Yeah. Like, get your shit together. Like, what are you doing? Someone asked me the other day, out of these three guys, who would you take? Okay. The question was, Otani, Trout, or Tatis? And I said, I would take Tatis. And yeah. he goes, you would? I said, honest to God, when he's healthy, he is the Michael Jordan in the sport. He's the most exciting guy in the game. Yeah. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has crazy numbers, but Tatis is, is Mr. Exciting. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, fuck, man. Just like you just said, you hit nailed it. Lack of maturity. Yeah, you got to get... You're letting everyone else down by showing lack of maturity. Yeah, you, you got to find the mindset of a champion. Yeah. And God bless his natural ability. God bless the energy and the spirit and the smile and all those things that... I mean, it's just... It's yeah. amazing. And I'm thrilled he's here. And to me, it's uh, it, it's a... It's a minor flaw but it's a minor flaw that is still there yeah and continues to show itself you're the guy very very quickly that's gonna have to show the way for abrams and hassel and gore and some of these other guys that are coming yeah you can't have a bunch of fuckery going on down there yeah you can't have a bunch of intercoursery going on down there (laughs) david just said um yeah, so 
But, I mean, I saw him today, and Annie's showing that video. He looked great. So he can't come back until, what, June 7th at the earliest? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, because he put him on the 60. So it's the earliest he can come back. He looked great. But, dude, Dave, he, that guy, it's funny. I'm trying to think of other people in Padre history, and I, I really can't think of anybody. Bill Allman? Bill Allman, <laughs> the good one, yeah. Um, uh, Gene Locklear. <laughs> Where you go, which guy that did things wrong yeah. does the fan base have the shortest memory? And I mean, like, guilty, yeah. man. The day when we find out that guy's back at Petco Park and you go, he's playing, uh, one of those games that we just talked about in June, like I'm in, yeah. And somebody will be like, you know, I'm not going to that bullshit. You know, we got to send this guy a message. And I think what we do, Dave, is when he stands up and he walks up to the plate the first time, we as a fan need to give him the silent treat. Fuck off. Why'd you just say asshole, Kevin and La Mesa? Hey, that'd be hey, that's what I would tell his teammates too. Kevin LeMace is now Kevin and Chula Vista on Coach's Show. Yeah? Yeah. Is your problem now? No, he's, he puts them on every damn day. Really? Yeah. Co-host? See you yeah. tomorrow. I mean, there's going to be some old fossil calling in from Bay Park. John, I tell you what. You know, we never saw this with Juan Benilla. Juan came to work every day. Hey, what? Juan who? God damn it, John. Did you even grow up in this country? <laughs> Hey, yeah. You know why I wasn't watching Juan Bonilla? Why is that, John? Were you busy coaching? No. I was at your sister's house. What'd you just say? You heard me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I was at your sister's house. If Coach said that, man, I'd go, this is my favorite show of all time. Right. Just by that line. Coaches start telling guys. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you something there, Art. I didn't get a whole uh, chance to see Juan Bonilla. Yeah, games weren't really on TV at that point, John. Had nothing to do with the TV contract, old-timer. I was over bringing the wood to your sister, Lucy. (laughs) I was bringing the wood. My God, John, what'd you just say? (laughs) Oh, two count, guess who who delivered? Big JK. (laughs) Clean it up, my God, I feel nauseous. I have heartburn. Yeah, why don't you lay right back down in the ground? I'll throw some of that dirt back on you. I'm not even close to dead. <laughs> Every fucking day <laughs> when I get in the car. Lucy. Bringing the wood to Lucy. Uh, yeah. Fuck. But just, you know, you just go, fuck, dude. Get your shit together. Wood. Right. I mean, get your shit together. But he'll be out. He'll be playing in June. We'll all be fucking giddy. We'll be goddamn giddy. Oh, man, that's good. Like Costa and Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> Squealing. Fucking, fucking funny, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Coach, it's in a random one once a day. It would make you listen four straight hours knowing it was coming. Hey, tell you what. You know who I'd like to open up the phone to? Anybody out there in Hamul. Coach left a little DNA out there in his day.
Look at this shit. <laughs> All right, that's probably too much. We'll cut that out later. He's talking to the third person, just dirty coach. Dirty. I like dirty coach better than angry coach. Fuck. Hey. Hey, Art, you still got that pickup truck? I've had a pickup truck, John. How'd you know that? Watch as Lucy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Dirty coach. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh shit. My God. That's terrestrial radio. I need to listen to that in the afternoon. Is Hannity on? He's not cussing, he's cleaving it clean. He's just telling you what he's doing. No time for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't watching a one Bonilla. Hey, how's it all loose? <laughs> want one more out of coach. Yeah, I do. Drop hey. six or less cano in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know what's kind of fun about your sister Lucy Art? Well, she's really fun. She can really sing. She loves singing anything by the Mandrell sisters. Boring. You know she's really fun? Remember when Benito wore number 09? Sure. That was kind of unique. You didn't see that a lot. Yeah, why don't you tell her to smile like that 09? What in the hell is that supposed to mean, John? I don't want to cry. My sister's an angel. Yeah, that's one that's one word for. <laughs> What's the matter with you? That's always me. Sorry for leading you down the road. <laughs> God damn. Jesus. I'm Darren Hamul. All right, if any of my uh any of my former conquests wanna know what's up, big JK's here every day. Ten to two. Delivering like the post office each and every day. A1 material. Right, Braden? Coach, I can't even breathe in here. <laughs> I've hit the dump button 17 times and you just keep talking. How about bringing Big Daddy a Red Bull? You think coaches ever had a Red Bull? No. It's too too much for a coach. Oval team. Oval team. Drinking champions. Now, are they ready to, is his whole show ready to trade Tatis? I don't know. I didn't hear it today. Mm, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear it. I All listened right, to a lot of 1360 today, believe it or not. Why? I don't know. I said it flipped over. I was looking at Steve. I, I still miss Steve on, everyone's yelling at me because you said Steve was on winning time. Yeah. I never noticed it. People are like, how the fuck do you not notice? They all heard it, right? Yeah, everyone's yelling at me. Larry Thomas sent me a clip because if anybody watches CBS News, there's Steve Hartman who does these great stories on yeah. CBS, and on his Wikipedia, it says that that guy is the guy in winning time. So I sent it to Hartman. I go, did you see this shit? <laughs> today, Steve, I tuned into Steve today. He was trying to break down how he, uh, the days that he wears his two pairs of jeans. Did he? That was a great Monday conversation. <laughs> That's good. After a big sports weekend. Jesus Christ. Jesus Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. We talked about him at the beginning of the show. Dan's the guy you need to talk to right now. Look, when it comes to money, there's nobody better than Dan. Let's be smart with your money. Let's get you out of debt. Dan Williams wants to help you. God, I saw it today. He's talking not even does he help people in California. Helps people outside of the state. Did you see that? Tennessee? I did. He's all over the place. Dan's yep. your guy. Look, Dan can help you out. Pass his number along if you know people in this situation because there are a lot of people who are in debt, still haven't figured it out. It's amazing how many people I know 
that tell me, look, I don't even know if I'm going to ever be able to retire. And so that's mm -hmm. very scary. And also at the same time, let's get out of the rental market. If you're one of those people that are renting, let's get out of the rental market and get your own home. Dan can walk you through the process. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. I mentioned it. Uh, some of us are lucky enough to uh, get a refund coming through your taxes. What's the best way to use that money so that money works for you? Uh, call to Dan can help you with that. Uh, whether it's paying off credit card debt, maybe it's student loans, maybe it's a down payment on a car, maybe it's putting it aside so you can make a down payment on your house. So many different options right now Yeah, uh, for what you should be doing with your money. You really do need a little help uh, making sure you travel the right path. I talk about it all the time, how happy I am that I learned uh, borrow smart, repay smart. And it's all those different things. Kind of like I was talking about just at the start of the show, right? Like the idea of taking the, the tax refund and oh, paying down the car. And then you realize, well, if your car payment's 400 a month. Yeah. And you send 1200 I mean, over the course of a five-year loan, you've eliminated three payments. Like, forget it. Just repay smart, but also do some things in your life that, that allow you to make some memories with your family. That's what we're doing. Uh, you can do the same, but it starts with the call to Dan, 858-688-6813. When you're ready to buy that home, Brian Curry's the guy. Look, right now, if you're in the market and you're saying, I want to buy, but at the same time, I have a house that I want to sell, nobody's going to get you more money for the house you currently have. But most importantly, you start thinking about that new house and how exciting it is to get the new house and move in and meet your new neighbors. Brian Curry will help you find the perfect neighborhood for your family. We start building brand new memories. He's the best. Look, he's the president's elite award winner with Caldwell Banker, top 1% internationally certified negotiation specialist. Brian Curry does it all. Call Brian Curry right now if you're in the market to either sell your property, get a new one, or both. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Man, I tell you what, uh, traveling uh, a lot, whether it's driving locally, going to Orange County, going to L.A., or, or traveling via plane, there's so many days when you take for granted the ability to live here in San Diego, and then you get out of town, you go, man, we've got it really, really great. It doesn't matter. I'm over in PB slash Claremont. Pete yeah. lives in Coronado. Dave's in Eastlake. Uh, so many different areas where you can live. I work in Carlsbad every day. It's gorgeous. But the last thing I think so many of us want to do is move away and then realize maybe I made a mistake by leaving San Diego. Uh, maybe I can't live in that $30 million house that's for sale currently in Coronado, the future home of the Mad Friars main office. Congratulations to John Conniff and his staff. But if you can't afford that, maybe there is a property you can afford. Let Brian help you find it. Find one that's going to be right for your family, right for your kids. Right, the commute works, the neighborhood's safe, the HOA is manageable. Make that phone call, tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Taylor May Pools, man, the weather is warm, extremely nice. The weather's been unbelievable in San yeah. Diego. You're still watching other people are freezing across the country. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's sun tax. Look, Taylor May Pools, this city was built for pools. Why don't you have one? Alan Taylor's your guy to help you get one. Ask about available financing, the perfect pool for your family. Imagine what you could do in weather like this after a hard day's work. Just everybody, let's go. Jump in the pool. It's going to be fantastic. Taylor and May Pools, Alan Taylor, is standing by at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Belated happy birthday to Absolutely. Alan Taylor and to Gavin. Uh, just had their birthdays over there. So happy birthday to those guys. Hope they had a great day. 
Dave, you're right. The weather right now, man, in the afternoon, it's absolutely perfect. And you go, well, great. The weather's perfect on a Monday. But maybe you're like me. You have kids that are coming home in the afternoon. They're looking for something to do. Wouldn't it be nice for them if they had that beautiful tailor-made pool? Same thing for you. Dave mentioned it. At night, when you get off, the days are getting longer. You go home. You put a little Padre baseball on. Uh, fire up the grill. And then you have the ability to relax at the end of the day with your gorgeous tailor-made pool. Check out what others in the neighborhood have done by going to DaveAndJeffShow.com on the sponsor page. You can see so many pictures of some of the gorgeous pools that are right here. They're not in Chicago or that pool mecca, Indianapolis, Indiana. No, they're right here in somebody's backyard. Let the next gorgeous tailor-made pool go in your backyard. Kyle Fluger is standing by to help you with your website as well. Look, if your website's not working the way it's supposed to, if you wonder why your business is struggling, good chance is your website's not any good. Kyle Fluger can sit there and analyze it for you and fix it. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Uh, just talking to our friend Julie Brownman, who was talking about the great work that Kyle Fluger has done uh, on her website, Katie Temple knows, and uh, Sean Walchef knows. Yeah, so many others in town know that when you need your wall, uh, your website to perform at the highest level, uh, Kyle can help you get there. And, and Dave, we talked about it. We kind of felt like 2020 would be that year where e-commerce would be so big because everything got shut down in March. That carried over to 21, and now it's carried over to 2022. Heck, it'll probably be going in 23 and 24. So make sure if your website's not delivering those numbers that you need, give Kyle Fluger a call. He can help you get them there. All right, celebrity birthdays. How old are they and how much they're worth? We're going April 18th. We're going to start off with Kourtney Kardashian, the oldest sister. Damn, let me tell you. That's a little bit of perfect right there. A lot of likes when she talks. Everything's like like I, this, I, like that. Yeah, I can manage that. That's okay. Fine. I'm shallow. Uh, she's the least wealthy of the girls. That's fine. She's so goddamn hot. Good job, Tommy. There you go, Tommy. Yeah. Oh, just don't worry. Somebody else will get it. <laughs> you take it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to say she's... I'm going to say she's 42. 43. Let's say she's worth three hundred million. She's remember she's the poorest of the girls. You still say three hundred million? Yeah, sixty-five million. That's it. That's it for her. She didn't do anything. She's jack shit, dude. She's the other girls at least try. She didn't do anything. God, I think she's great. There you go. Well, I love her. Sixty-five million is a lot of money. Yeah. Here we go. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien's pretty goddamn good. I'm gonna say he's say he's. Oh, uh, let's say he's 56. 59. Really? Yep. Fuck. Uh, let's say 50 million. 150 million. Damn, dude, really? Yeah, 150 nice. million for Conan. Nice. 59, huh? Yep. Wow. James okay. Woods. How about that nut job? <laughs> dude, it's gotten crazy for him the last few years. All right, we're going we're gonna to play this. Yeah. Game. I'm going to say James Woods is 74. 75. Really close. Okay. And I'll say, uh, I'll say 35 million. $10 million. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, how many, do we have any other? You have one more. Your favorite. Okay. Jeff Dunham. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. Dude, when I saw Jeff Dunham, I was like, what the fuck? 
Immediately, Jeff Dunham popped into my head of driving. How far could he drive a Jeff Dunham? We're going to play that game in okay. just a second. Uh, Jeff Dunham's 52. Jeff Dunham is 60. Jeff Dunham's the puppet guy. Yeah, I know. Don't, not, I know you know, but people don't know who the fuck Jeff Dunham is. Comedian dude, and the puppet guy. I'm going to say $200 million. Oh, my God, dude. I'm surprised he said that much, but it's a shitload. It's $140 million. Yeah. Dude, he's killing All I right. saw him, no joke. God dang, when I turned 21, we went without my parents on some like riverboat for yeah. a dinner. And Jeff Dunham was performing. I don't think he was even a star back then. Couldn't have been. He was on a fucking riverboat. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. All right. Uh, This is the game. I'm driving to Vegas with my son, Jack, for Money in the Bank in July. So that's all we're trying to do today, Dave. We're just going to drive to Vegas and then hang out for a couple of days and then uh, drive home. Yeah. So first one, Kourtney Kardashian. Yes or no? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yep. Second one was... Conan. No doubt about it. Yeah. Conan's great. James Woods. Not in a million years. Could you make it to Vegas with him? Nope. Oh, I think I could make it to Vegas no with him. No way. Dude, he dated Sean Young. Yeah, dude, he's a mess. He's a mess. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to try to get me off. Everything about James Woods, man, that guy loves himself. He does. Okay, yeah. wait. I could no. drive with him before Randy fucking Quaid, though. Dude, could you drive? You got to drive one of these two. I'm driving one. You're driving the other. Are you driving uh, to Vegas? Dude, we're carpooling. We got nice cars. But look, man, time's money. We got to make it happen. Are you driving James Woods or Jeff Dunham? Jeff Dunham. You go ahead. I swear to God. You go ahead. You're going to regret that decision. When he's sitting there holding up his thumb. Hey, Dave, this is really fun. You're going to be like, holy shit. I'm just going to talk to Jimmy Woods about dude, Sean Young. Jimmy Woods is Steve Hartman on crack, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, he's so consumed with himself. I know. It'd be great. Oh, God, you'd he hate was great it. in Ray Donovan. Oh, my God. No way. All I'm going to do is talk to him about old Hollywood. Oh, he's a mess. And what was that movie, Salvador, where he was the photographer? That was a great movie. I think I remember that movie. He starts talking politics. I'm like, this is how you end it. Yeah. Jimmy, we're already on the same page. Calm down. Fuck. You're preaching to the choir. You would just yeah, tell him. Yeah, I've already got it. Even I know if you Mike, weren't. Hey, I know Mike Pence is a backstabbing yellow piece of shit. Isn't that what he wants to hear? <laughs> That's what he wants to hear. Uh, go ahead. I wasn't watching that Padre game. Go ahead and just change your weather. Oh, yeah, fuck. Don't you have it on behind you? Yeah, it was. It was behind your head, but I couldn't see. I thought it was Freddie Freeman was up. I wanted to see Freddie Freeman against his old team. Uh, yeah, no, Sorry, I... Sorry, a little bit more exciting than Tommy Pham against his old team. Oh, well, Tommy Pham plays defense. Yeah, he run the board. That? Yeah questionable yeah go ahead you could take james woods yeah i'll take him all right great good deal good luck tell me sean young stories good luck yeah you're just gonna roll right out of the car you're gonna say fuck it bail i just drive us right into lake san marcos jeff died what the hell happened (laughs) now he started carpooling with jimmy woods Ah, (laughs) not the first guy to just do it say fuck it all right five random questions okay Name a band or singer you associate most with your childhood. Oh, that's awesome. Band or singer most with my childhood. Probably the Eagles. Really? I felt like the Eagles were on all the time. Yeah. Like, it's funny. We were laughing yeah. about the Oak Ridge Boys. My mom, man, my mom... She loved the Oak but like yeah. pre-Elvira, all that old school That's shit. That's the only song I know. Yeah, oh, she she loved them. But I think, oh, when I was a kid, dude, this was great. 
When I was a kid, like, I had to be like three or four. Yeah. A dude, we lived in an apartment complex. Yeah. So there were townhouses. There were probably like 40 townhouses and then like 10 apartment buildings. Every apartment building had, I got to think about this, 12 apartments. So like, it was cool, right? Yeah. So if my mom was working late or was going out, like kids in the neighborhood would step up and watch me, watch my brother. So I, dude, I had to be like four. My brother was probably like eight. My sister like nine. There's a dude in the neighborhood that would watch us sometime. Really great guy named Dana Sorensen. And Dana was a drummer. Okay. But he was kind of the... the Did he wear wristbands and shit? No, he didn't wear like wristbands. No. But it was great because he would come over and he'd bring albums over. And he'd play them on my mom's stereo. And he'd play them on like volume 10. And then he'd bring drumsticks over. And he'd let me just beat the shit out of the album cover. Oh, wow. And dude, I'd put like holes. He couldn't. He, he didn't give a fuck. And he played Johnny Winter and live. It was Johnny Winter who was albino. Rick Derringer was in the band. I remember this. And the song was Good Morning Little Schoolgirl. It was Johnny Winter. We would play this song. That That's my that's my actual answer. Really? Johnny Winter and... I don't know if I ever heard that song. With Rick Derringer. Okay. On guitar. Who eventually played rock and roll Hoochie Coo. But yeah. Dude, if I ever if I see that live album anywhere, yeah, it was so great. And Dana, we just he just let me just beat the shit, bring his drumsticks over, and uh, dude, there's no way, no way I was even five years old. And we would play that album on about volume twenty, <laughs> and we were just it was so fun every night. What do you remember? My mom, I remember was three three things I always remember in the car it was Neil Diamond. Oh yeah, my uncle or not my uncle, my grandfather. Loved it. Neil Diamond. The what car- songs? What song for Neil? Fuck, everything, dude. She played everything. But I, he was, he, I don't, but yeah. like what, do you have a song that? No, nothing stands out in particular. Um, nothing sounds out. Solitary Man would always be in my, wow. my yeah. Wow. So I yeah. am, I said, all that shit. Yeah, yeah it was great. Okay. Um, then it was always Carpenters. I didn't, have any, of, I didn't have any pussies. And a shitload of Captain and Neil. That's, that's, yeah. that's bitch music. Well, I don't well, what did you call my mom? I didn't call your mom. You want me to get her on the horn? I love your mom, but I'm really sorry that she made you listen oh to such sissy music. Oh, my God. Sissy you music. bitch music about my mother. Your mom's awesome, but come Good on. God. What do you want me to say? It's Play like, Tanya Tucker, man. Jesus Christ. She lived in L.A. This is where I lived in L.A. So then, then as, uh, but for me, I'd say. Did you get some Carol King in there, too? God dang. Joni <laughs> Mitchell? There's a shitload of. A shitload of uh, Genesis. Like when you talk about going to the forum. Yep. When I first moved back to LA in 86, went to the Genesis right away. so funny. We almost went to that show. Yeah. We were on the way to go. That's yeah, funny. but I didn't go. And so, yeah, but that's probably what I associate most with. God. God dang it. All right, here we go. Uh, I like the Neil Diamond. The other ones are really, I wish he hadn't said them. Is there a company or business you despise? Like, I know people say oh. they will not go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um company would you say company, a company or, or, or business that you despise is there a company there has to be something that you hate gotta be one someone right? pissed you off yeah um oh that's really funny I'm trying to think at this point yeah there's probably something um 
I mean, I don't even think I hate iHeart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate them because yeah. we have so many friends that yes, are still of there. You don't want to see them go to business. No. Um, not that I could think of off the top of my head. Do you have one? No, I, it was funny. I, when I asked the question, I was trying to think about it, and I've thought about it for a long time. There's nothing. Like, I could yell, say AT&T. Like, no, I, I have no. nothing. No, I mean, not. Carl's Jr. No, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nobody that I, no. I'm glad to say that. Actually. Like, you don't walk through the mall and go, fuck that place. No, when I, I was, I told you I was at Plaza Bonita the other day, and I just laughed. The only thing, like, at the mall, like, I told my kids, I'm like, the mall, if you design the mall, they used to have a pretty good blend of stores that were interesting to guys, too. And now a lot of the malls you go to, if you're a guy, right? Yeah, the one over here by me, Otay Ranch Mall, man. It's all chick stores. Yeah. What are you, what are you supposed to do, right? Nothing. If you're going and Rita's got to go shopping for shoes, you got nowhere to hang out. No. You got no Spencer gifts. <laughs> no fake vomit. Right. No swizzle sticks. No shirts that say, what are you looking at, dick nose? Yeah. Right. None of that. What happened? Come on. Put together at the mall. I figured out. Oh, my God. Are you one of those people that likes a nap during the day? Funny you brought this so up. So funny. Um, not always, but it was funny. Friday, it was great. Right in the middle of the movie, because yeah. that movie was terrible. Um, and then Saturday, we drove to L.A., and we were getting ready to go to the Kings game. We checked into the hotel. At like 3 o'clock, Dave was awesome. Just when you get to the hotel, you just jack that AC down to about 62. Yeah, I do. Uh, we were watching baseball, and it couldn't have been, I don't think it was a half hour. It wasn't like it was a four-hour nap. Like half hour, felt great, yeah. man. So good. But, no, I mean, most days, I just think it's because most days I leave my house at 7 in the morning, and there's a lot of nights like tonight or tomorrow, Wednesday, I don't get back to like 10, 30, 11. Yeah. So I just think by the end of the week, I, I said this to my son Jack the other day, when they come stay with me on Friday night, it's the end of a long week, right? It's just everybody kind of can go, Where where's the perfect balance in your life? And it's that night when yeah. either he and I are hanging out or Kate and I are hanging out, maybe you're playing a video game or watching the pods or whatever. And it's just, man, I tell them, like, every night we're out to 11 or later. But that Friday night at about 8.45, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, my son's here or both of them are there. And it's it's pretty great. So, no, for the most part, no. But every now and then it's awesome. Are dude, you? I would if I could. Yeah, if I yeah. could, 100%. Uh, man, I know <laughs> a buddy of mine who tells me, that he never even pulls the shades up in his house at any time. He goes, really? he goes, yeah, he said, he goes, man, he has his kids living with him. He has his parents who are now living with him. Yeah. And he goes, the shades never go up because at any time during the day, somebody has taken a nap. He said, that he said all really? the time. Yeah. I. It's funny though, because during the day, like at work, yeah, there's never a time in the afternoon, 2.30 or 3. I, I have friends at work that for their lunch break. Was sleep in the car? Uh-huh. I've done that. Really? Yeah, I've done that. I no, I'm like I sleep right through my alarm, be done. But uh, <laughs> no, like during the day, no. But I remember when we did nights, yeah. when we were seven to ten. Dave Sniff, 
our PD gave me my favorite line that he used to say. He said, I don't care what you do all day. Just make sure you're at your best from 7 to 10. And I always took that seriously. Yeah. So I would try to from like 2 to 3.30, try to crash and just make sure that by the time I got down there for show prep and, and when we went, that we were good to go. But not for the most part, I'm fine. What's the most amount of money you found in the street? Oh, that's good. Um, not, not anything, not anything that I'd feel guilty about putting in my pocket. You know what I mean? Well, like, like I found the most I ever found was a $10 bill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, maybe a 20, like, I think we found a wallet. Did you find a wallet? Yeah. I found a wallet and the wallet had like maybe 25 bucks in it. Okay. Not like 50 or anything like that. You have a driver's (laughs) license in it? Yeah, everything. Did you go to the police station and return it? I actually just dropped it in the mailbox because that's what I've heard. So I don't know. I need Mark and La Mesa to confirm that. But then we found one, and I knew who it was. My sons and I. This was crazy. We're coming out of. Uh, we're coming out of a Padre game. I think this is a year ago. Coming out of a Padre game, and we parked way up. By their mom's office. Her office is over by 4th and B. So we parked over there, got a bite to eat, and then just walked down to the gas lamp into Peckham. So we're walking back to the car, and there's a bunch of commotion going on because a guy stole something. There's like a CVS right by like House of Blues. Guy steals something. People are running around. It's kind of crazy, right? My sons and I are right in the middle of it just watching everything. But we see this dude, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's trying to kind of navigate through the whole area. And all of a sudden, you know, we're kind of watching, paying attention. My sons and I keep walking towards 4th and B, and we find the wallet, and I'm like, dude, that's the wheelchair guy we just saw. You can see he's got a couple of different IDs in there. Yeah. Well, good luck trying to find him downtown in the middle of... uh, crazy Padre game going on. Yeah. So I said, all right, driver's license, right? Like 123 Main Street over in Ocean Beach. We drive over there, and the address is for like a Post-Atlantics. So we're like, well, Post-Atlantics is closed out. What are we going to do? But there was a woman who worked at the restaurant across the street. She said, I'll give it to him. So we didn't take any money out of there, right? We didn't spit in it or do anything like that. We just drove it out to OB and dropped it off. No, it's funny. We're watching. Uh, we have the Braves Dodger game on right now. Yeah, great. And I've been waiting for this scenario right here. Where at one point, we're oh, Freddie yeah. Freeman standing next to Matt Olson. Matt Olson just got a hit. So Freddie Freeman had a home run in the first against his old team. Olson hit a double. So they had it been next to each other all night. And then all of a sudden, here goes Olson with this single. And Freddie Freeman's always known for being like Sean Casey. Yeah. Talks to everybody. He hasn't said one fucking word to Matt Olson. No, we have any time for him. No time for his bullshit. Is that Eric Young. God, I don't know. Eric Young doesn't look so young. It looks like Eric Young with that gray beard, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's just kind of interesting. Like, hey, yeah. fucker, I'd still be in Atlanta right now if you weren't so fucking... Uh, yeah, so eager to sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right, last one for you. What's uh, one thing outside of your family that you, uh, that you think most about? Oh, that's cool. Uh... Well, that's really cool. I like that one. 
Thing. I mean, it's family so far, right? Yeah, well, of course. You think your family first. That's why I said outside of your family. What do you think most about? Uh, that's pretty good. Angie Dickinson. Dude, right? <laughs> Imagine if your aunt legitimately was Angie Dickinson. God. Like, what the fuck? It's probably in my top five. <laughs> All right, let's go top five. Number five, Pam Greer. Number <laughs> number four, Angie Dickinson. Number three, Victoria Principal. Number two, Jacqueline Smith. Number one, Vera. Nah, she's probably eleven. <laughs> Who would number one? Oh, Lisa, Lisa. There you go. Lisa, Lisa's number one. <laughs> you tell your kids that next time you see them. I was just thinking, man, I love you boys. And outside of you two, I think about Lisa Lisa and the Colt Jam more than anything else. Not the else. Colt Jam. Just Lisa them. Lisa. Yeah, just her, that pink headband. I don't know. What do you got number one? Sports. It's sports. I think about sports all the time. I'm yeah. like, I can't wait to watch the Padres or Dodgers or whoever the fuck's playing on TV. I'm going to watch these baseball yeah. games nonstop. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, because right now, between the Kings... Padres, yeah. the Wolves. Yeah, you're all in. Super fun. The Raiders, yeah. draft is coming up, right? Vikes are going to be good. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That was so easy, it, it almost confused me. Yeah. There so, you go. Yeah, I'd put that. But uh, but uh, Angie, Victoria. Pam. Pam. Lisa, Lisa. And Jacqueline Smith. <laughs> and Jeannie Pepper. They're all in. All right, so we're back on Wednesday? Yeah, we'll see everybody all right. on Wednesday.
Well, California cuts their own Christmas tree. Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laugh so hard, I 